Welcome to the Rudo Love Podcast, a series of interviews and anecdotes tailored for the inquisitive souls of today. Hello, my darlings. What a time. What a time. How have you been holding up in this transition phase? I say that because taking like the perspective of a northern hemisphere, southern hemisphere, we are in transition seasonally. And if you're into ancestor worship, then yeah, the veil is thin. So how has this movement been for you? And how does that fit? And if that doesn't fit for you where you are, then I'd love to know where your journey in this world has been taking you. How is the place that you find yourself in right now? How's your heart? How's your body? How's your soul? How's your mind? <laughs> I got you there. Your mind, yes. Yes, I'm leaning on this thematic for my episode for you, darlings. I'm interested in a particular mind game we set up for ourselves. Call it perfectionism, call it progress, call it competitive drive, call it the genius curse. You you know when you were just wanting to be the best version of yourself <laughs> and to be outputting nothing but gold? Yeah, for some people, that drive for progress puts a fire under the bum. That really works. And for some, myself namely, the pursuit of brilliance and nothing but perfect, perf- perfectly executed brilliance <laughs> freezes my poor mindset, and I'm actually producing less. Less and less, until really only tiny diamonds come out of my butt, but mostly I'm just backed up. <laughs> so I had this brilliant chat with a certain love luminary recently and she's working with me one-on-one and I talked about this plateau feeling that I've been experiencing uh, with my podcast and just my own life amidst a few other darker emotions and depressive stuff but this lack of drive and this lack of luster was what we were discerning what we were discussing I told her that when I sit in front of the microphone and purr into it. I am in my happiest state. That's just it. The rest is comparison. I need to be as excellent as the professionals I admire, like Kara Swisher or Dan Savage. And when I think about how my show isn't as brilliant as theirs or I'm not as brilliant as them, I just lose the joy. (laughs) I'm struggling with content and I know that what I need to do is return to the joy of it. And I am... And actually, you know what? She said something so immensely brilliant that I just need to play back to y'all real quick. You know, here is my nourishment in this context. It's purring into the mic. She extended the permission to just feel that. Permission to not deny that nourishment for exactly as I am, where I am, what I am doing. What if we resist that temptation to feel things that actually stunt our growth, denying ourselves the nourishment of celebrating the things we're creating? This is a pattern. We often do it out of fear that if we sit too long in self-satisfaction, we'll become lazy or stay in one point. You know, but do we need to hold ourselves back from feeling rewarded by what we're creating in order to create more? She reminded me that culturally it's normalized to inner critic our way to success. That pleasure and rewards await us so far in the future that we're no longer present in the moment of nourishment. 
So here I am in the expansiveness of now from a place of presence. (laughs) And I wanted to also share something else with you, sweet ones. I recently bought myself a new Oracle deck. So just to provide context for some of you who only know me recently, I am a very practiced (laughs) card reader. Practiced Oracle, practiced card reader. I have studied the bejesus out of tarot, divination, intuitive guidance in the form of doing readings for clients, researching, practicing, interpreting. I've done fairs, I've done festivals, private readings, but it's somewhat behind me and like the kind of commercialization and dumbing down of this practice by turning it into 10 second sound bites on social media posts and it's just watching all of the fanfare of tarot um, just really drained the joy and trust I had in the practice I stopped using them entirely for many years because of these just except for you know moments of tiny tiny moments where I would just feel compelled just out of the pure brilliance of an artistic new interpretation or some brilliant new deck a friend would show me. You know, but I don't believe in them the way I used to. I still know it is an amazing vessel for inner reflection and it's an incredibly potent tool and I still believe in channeling. So I came across this deck at a friend's house. Hey, Natalie. (laughs) Shout out to sagradawellbeing.co.nz sagradawellbeing.co.nz she is an incredible medicine woman anyway she introduced me to this deck and it's called the lantern oracle Uh, it seeks to provide illumination on lessons and gifts uh, to be found within the shadows of change challenge confusion you know i love that lantern oracle so some of you may be really sure on what shadow work is I mean, Freud and Jung did a pretty good job at explaining it with terminologies like the id and the shadow self, which is like repressed or hidden aspects of ourselves. But the Lantern Oracle is like the light in the dark places. And I really dig the format, the artwork, the messages and the perspective of not shying away from our most painful parts, but also not treating it like a weapon, which a lot of tarot creators do if I'm going to be honest and tarot interpreters it's like the dagger amidst like and the the mist of confusion that feels like a torture device if you ask me but in fact if we are to integrate our shadow selves into our being we are a fuller expression of wholeness our whole self not segmented into bad and good light and dark which can be weaponized But the truest weapon is self-acceptance and doing that from a place of sensual aliveness. I'm not burying or masking this shit for my fearful self anymore. I'm going to sit with the feelings. I am sitting with them now. It's very tantric. It's very present. So let me tell you, I've been pulling one card a day. Well, that's the intent, but... Some days it's just not authentically what I feel like doing, but I'm keeping count, you know? One card at a time and then reflecting on it. And because I am in an active therapeutic stage of 
changing my patterns. I was blown away by the card I got today, and I want to read it to you because you know what? It's my show. <laughs> and some of you are really only listening because you like the sound of my voice anyway. So <laughs> here you go. Card number five, the unknown, knowing the unknown. It is natural and human to feel reluctant and fearful at the beginning of a significant change. Change confronts us with so many unknowns and such overwhelming feelings that challenge us whenever an unfamiliar direction is taken. However, to never try something new or cease to continue when things change is to go against life's natural rhythm of continued growth and transformation. What is known can quickly become comfortably familiar as well as stifling to our gradual yet ongoing progression. The price we have to pay in what is known is what is known as stagnation and fear. Trust that you have the sufficient skills and knowledge to navigate your way through an unknown aspect of your life. It may be that you've avoided or are putting off changing your career, changing locations, committing to a new project, starting a family, or ending a relationship for some time now. If so, this card has shown up to remind you that if you do nothing different, nothing changes. You are so much more than the accumulation of your fears. You are capable of moving forward despite any uncertainty that you might feel. You have everything it takes to choose the unknown and to embrace change by focusing on what your next step requires. Any and every journey is the result of taking one step into the unknown at a time. <clears throat> well, there you have it. The potent message and sage piece of wisdom for my love luminary for all of us to stop delaying, denying the pleasure of our growth and of our creations and of our expansiveness. Just soak up the pleasure of now. Now. I'm here. I'm queer. And I'm in full body pleasure. Right. This. Second. How's that for a revolutionary statement? Additionally, I just wanted to pop in to remind you that you can like, uh, give a rating on this show, on whatever podcast you're on. It actually it optimizes searchability and allows people to find this and makes me really aware of your gratitude for what I'm doing. So I'd love for that to happen if that feels authentic to you. Additionally, I would be so honored if you would also check out the secondary podcast that I'm co-hosting, the Pixie Rudo Dreamcast. It has just been launched. We're doing it bi-monthly, just like I'm doing for the Rudo Love podcast. So basically every week or so you have something from me to you with love. Please give me a review, give me your love, or just continue. Just know that I appreciate whomever is listening to this message and would love whatever supplementary feedback you have for me. It is so delicious and so nourishing to be here with you. Kakite ano aho iakota.